For decades, the 11-story Decker Towers complex in Burlington has housed low-income seniors and people with disabilities. But for the last couple of years, the building's been overwhelmed with people experiencing homelessness, some of whom are sleeping in stairwells, openly using drugs, relieving themselves in common spaces, and harassing tenants. And now, feeling unsupported by Decker Towers' owner and the city, the building's 160-odd residents are taking matters into their own hands. The fight for Decker Towers is this week's cover story in Seven Days Newspaper, and reporter Derek Brower is here to share more on his reporting. Welcome, Derek. Hi, Mary. Thanks. In writing this piece, I understand that you went to the building for several nights. What did you observe, and what impact is all of this having on both the tenants and the people experiencing homelessness who've been using this complex? I, you know, I went to Decker Towers first just to interview some residents who had reached out. And, and when I was inside the building, uh, it became really evident very quickly um, how, frankly, out of control things are there and, and how much movement there is inside and out, out of the building. So uh, after, after that one night, I decided I wanted to spend uh, more time there and, and, and got to know over the course of you know, a week uh, many of the residents there. Uh, and spoke to some people who are who are living in the stairwells uh, as well. And what I encountered was uh, was residents who are emotionally torn up about this, torn between uh, a real sense of compassion for the, for what the people using the building are are going through, but also uh, a sense of frustration that has been building for many months. And at the same time, there are people who who are actually afraid to leave their apartments and are barricading their their apartments uh, when they're inside of them at, at night too. The people using the building to sleep or or use drugs or buy drugs, uh, those who I spoke to, they were aware of how they are perceived by residents. There have been enough clashes at this point. Uh, you know, there were some people who were living in the stairwells who, who told me that, uh, you know, this is the closest thing they have to a home. And while they know it's it's been upsetting for residents and they can understand why they are willing to make somebody mad to, to stay warm this winter. Do we know what has led to this particular complex being such a hotspot for, for drug use and for illicit sheltering? I mean, it's a really complicated set of circumstances, I think. Uh, some main things that are worth remembering are, are one, this, this building is for low-income seniors and people with disabilities. And uh, they have had a problem with, uh, with some tenants uh, being caught up in the drug trade and, and their apartments uh, facilitating uh, drug sales. So that has created a draw to the building that has been hard to manage because those tenants are inviting visitors in. Uh, at the same time, there is not enough shelter space in Burlington. Uh, there are you know, 250 people with nowhere to sleep at night this winter in, in the Chittenden County area. Those folks have also been pushed away from other types of places where they have uh, tried to to shelter. Uh, for instance, downtown, there has been so much public pressure about the use of those public spaces uh, as well. And then third, uh, you know, Decker Towers is the largest apartment complex in, in Vermont, and it was built in the early 70s. And so its design reflects that. It's a building that is uh, hard to secure. Uh, most significantly, it has 22 stories combined of stairwells that provide, you know, kind of a, a somewhat secluded area for people to use drugs or sleep. Break down where things are between the city and the Burlington Housing Authority, which is federally funded agency that owns and manages Decker Towers, right? That's right, yeah. So right now, uh, in the last few weeks, the 
the, the city and Burlington Housing Authority seem to be at odds over what to do about the problems here. Uh, the Burlington Housing Authority uh, and its director, uh, Stephen Murray, has been, and, and he told lawmakers last month this in testimony, that he feels like the Burlington Housing Authority has done everything they can. And what is uh, needed to address this problem, to really address the problem, are deeper reforms at the city and state level and more funding, things that he can't do. Mayor Murrow Weinberger sees this as a management issue and the responsibility, first and foremost, of the Burlington Housing Authority. And, and says that they have not gotten this under control and, and are not living up to that responsibility. There's been a flurry of, of, of meetings between those two entities in recent weeks as this has started to really come to a head. And as I understand it, the city has, been, uh, has its own set of ideas that they think uh, management should, should take to secure the building. Um, one sticking point is, is around security guards, which are expensive to have round the clock uh, the Burlington Housing Authority says it can't responsibly pay for those. So there is a question of, of how to do that. And that is and that is in part where residents have, have stepped in. Yeah. In your article, you wrote that some of the residents themselves have, they've also dealt with addiction and homelessness. And they're empathetic to the people that are squatting in their building. At the same time, though, they told you they're they're desperate to have their own safe housing back. Can you break down what that tension was like? The stakes of this are are very high for for residents who uh, who have gone through this as well too. It's a it's a corrosive environment for them. You have residents who are hiding. You have residents who are confronting. As they have gotten fed up, frankly, they have leaned more toward the confrontation approach and are forming a neighborhood watch uh, that is uh, going to consist of uh, volunteer patrols of the building. So residents are going to. Uh, or intend to uh, both patrol stairwells and hallways and tell people to leave, as well as to sit at the front door and try to prevent people from entering. Yeah, you mentioned that in, in your reporting, that they're sort of forming a tenant militia almost, arming themselves with pepper spray, stun guns, knives, things like that. What does this story about Decker say about Burlington's struggle at large over the years to address increased homelessness and drug use? It it seems like this particular case is kind of a microcosm of some of the city's biggest challenges. Yeah, I think in a way it does reflect everything that is going on in the city and, and, and to the state as well. But I mean, this has been front of mind for people in Burlington. But one of the things that really drew me to Decker Towers is that in a way, what is happening at Decker Towers is what has been going on around the city. But I don't know that people in the city realize how this has been moved and is affecting its vulnerable residents most directly. This is a more serious and, and concerning situation than uh, what we've heard a lot about, which is, is people misusing City Hall Park or panhandling downtown or, or some of the erratic behavior there that, that really catches a, a lot of attention, has gotten a lot of political attention. And there's a way in which what's going on at Decker is actually hidden from view. And, and I think that, that it calls for a kind of urgency in, in the response uh, when we realize that uh, the people being most affected by these unmet social needs around addiction and, and housing are being born uh, on some of our most vulnerable neighbors. That was Seven Days reporter Derek Brower talking about his latest cover story, The Fight for Decker Towers, which you can pick up at newsstands or find at the paper's website. Derek, thanks so much for sharing your reporting with us. Yeah, thanks for your interest.